You're listening to The Deadly Dose, hosted by Harini Bot and Megan Gesner. Before we get into the rest of the episode, if you've been enjoying our content so far, please go rate and review us wherever you might be listening from, or don't. Just keep on hanging with us. All right, on to the rest of the episode. Welcome back, Poison Pals, to another episode, and it is Megan's turn to regale us with another story, mm-hmm. another poison story. Maybe not. I don't know. Not necessarily okay. a poison story so today. We, we are talking about a poison, very common poison, actually. It's funny, I was talking to Sophia about this, and she was like, what's the format? Like, do you talk about a story and then talk mm. about the poison? And I'm like, actually, it changes. This is a scenario today where I will just be talking about a poison. There's no actual fun story centered around it, um, but it's just a, like a little educational session. For sure. Yeah. A PSA. Is it a yeah. PSA type thing? Uh, not, I mean... More or less. Okay. Okay. So more or less, it is a very common poisonous plant. It is a plant poison today that is very well known, especially in the eastern side of the United States. So for folks who have seen this plant everywhere in the East Coast area, this is probably not a PSA at all. Okay. <laughs> but it was a learning moment for me. So I wanted to share. So. Sure. All right. So here is the inspiration okay. for why I chose to do this plant. So I go through waves of intensely binging TV. There are times... <laughs> that was not what I thought I you know. were going to say. Trust me, it's all connected. Um, there are times where like I will not watch TV for a long time, and then suddenly I'll like just go through an episode a show in one weekend sort of thing yeah so recently i was trying to kind of scratch a true crime itch yeah like a fictional fictional true crime i think every once in a while i'll think about mine hunter you know david fincher what is that produced when is that gonna come back i'm hoping they surprise me but i think they're on like permanent hiatus like Like, they're yeah they might not ever return which is so sad so anyway i was like thinking of mindhunter and i just was trying to scratch that itch to satisfy like the absence of mindhunter for me so i ended up watching the sinner have you watched the sinner have you seen all seasons no i just saw season one season one okay it's a little intense for me it's a little intense okay okay so the sinner is a obviously a very popular uh fictional true crime scripted series that has oh god what's his name bill pullman as the primary detective and it's an anthology series so i binge season one like in two days damn girls i have a problem and i was like you know what let's go into season two and season two pleasantly surprised opens with a poisoning and whenever a show has a poisoning element in it i am i don't know if you've you've been this way i know why are you you holding your breath I have a feeling you were going to say the same thing. No, no, I was going to say, um, when you watch shows that have a poisoning element, like it's a new show to you and you're like, oh, this is a topic or like this is a main part of the plot. Do you immediately start kind of criticizing how the poison is portrayed oh. or any of that? No, no, no. That's not. Okay. The thought you were going to say, which mm-hmm. is how I think. Okay. Whenever I see poisoning on a TV show or a movie or what have you, yeah. even on the internet, I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, it is for us. 
well yeah that that yeah. too that too I do have the same feelings of like, oh, wow, like this is a good opportunity to do a story. Clearly, I'm, I'm yeah. doing that today. But I've also gotten into this mindset of like, all right, let's debunk this. Like, Correct. How accurate is this poisoning? All that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Agreed. And so that that was a very long entry to where I was going. <laughs> but that's what brought me here. And so in the center season two, I won't give away much of the plot. Yeah, this is like the only spoiler is like poison is used in the first episode. Okay. But the poison in question is jimson weed we have not done anything about jimson not, weed, right but i am familiar yeah so what's funny is like i was like gonna text you if we've done anything on it but then you know what i did guys i went to our website and i used our search yes! function on our website to see if we've touched jimson Love weed it. and it wasn't there so i was like all right this is my chance that's so cool so anyways yeah in the first episode of season two of the center there two adults are homicided <laughs> via poisoning via jimson weed steeped in their tea unbeknownst uh, to them oh. and i'll kind of go over like the imagery and maybe we can cut in some like of the yeah. audio from the show as cool. i explain but literally within five minutes in the cinema time mm. of five minutes of them ingesting the tea they're like slowed breathing but heart is like racing right and then one of them collapses in the shower and honestly he actually i would argue he dies by like cracking his head on the the tile shower oh gosh because he became confused or whatever because of the jimson weed but the other character ends up having an epileptic seizure convulsing and vomiting and then like breathing really hard and then just like she seizes she completely. seizes to a halt <laughs> yeah. yeah and then that's it and then and then they're they're dead and that happens within like a span five, of five minutes yeah, five minutes of like drinking a little sippy Classic. sip of this jimson weed tea so i saw this moment and i was like no because <laughs> no we've done enough research and episodes to have a very basic knowledge to know if it's a plant poison, mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm immediate like, no way in hell someone's dying five minutes after ingesting a plant poison. There's no way. I was going to say, unless it's like ricin, but I had right. to look back and remind myself about ricin. Ricin actually doesn't take effect until like up to 72 hours later sometimes. Yeah, chew through it. Yeah. <laughs> you get six symptoms first yeah. and then you die. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But there's like, I'm like, okay someone steeping freaking leaves of a weed in your tea there's mm -mm. no you would survive you wouldn't die in that moment no unless you fell like the guy and knocked your head on tile and like okay that's valid yeah, like, yeah. he bled to death right 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 <laughs> so anyway let's talk about jimson weed okay all right all right it's a beautiful all right. little flower it is gorgeous so poison pals if you don't know what jimson weed looks like because i actually didn't despite it being in california mm -hmm. i was like this is very beautiful weed yeah like pardon? it is it made me think yeah, look it up now if you have the time, Poison Palace. Unless you already know what it looks like, then don't. It does flower. It comes in white or purples. And then the rest of it is kind of like a foresty, deep green with some spiky leaves. And for those of you who do not know, it is part of the family Solanaceae, which is aka nightshades. Yes. And I am having a nightshade kick recently. Yeah. I love nightshades. If you guys are not familiar or don't remember... Yeah. This is in reference to our, what was the episode name called? Poison potatoes. It was Some like potatoes. something. Uh, un, Green potatoes. Un oh. Earth or unhinged, unhilled and unhinged. 
Unhilled and unhinged. unhinged. What a great title. Yeah, yeah. good job, um, good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pat- patting myself on the back for that one. But that's referencing to our potato episode, which yeah. also comes from the Nightshade family. Yes, yes, really good episode. If you haven't that listened to that, that one's a fun yet. one. Yeah. So I, I am on this Nightshade kick, <clears> and like I will say, when I see the Jimson weed leaves and the leafy parts, it does have that kind of like tomatoes kind of have spiky leaves like yeah that. so that's what i thought and i was yep. like oh tomatoes tomatoes are part of the nightshade family <laughs> tomatoes too, are right? also part of yeah. the nightshade family so anyway its scientific name is datura stramonium mm-hmm. and genus named datura comes from the hindi word for plant which is yeah i was like oh hurry i gotta share that with you uh but which is actually really rare for naming that plant is species. rare so they they pulled from the hindi word for plant I'm not sure why its origin as a plant is highly debated. Most uh-huh. people feel like it comes from Central or South America, but like it could have come from someplace in the Indian Peninsula. Yeah, I was say. yeah so unless it came from there, that's kind of strange to name it after that. Yeah, I didn't look further. I was just like, it's the Hindi word for plant, and that was the inspiration. So in North America, it is considered an invasive species, and it is likely that it migrated up from central south america centuries ago it's extremely prolific it can carry as many as thirty thousand seeds in one plant and it has like multiple pods right but thirty thousand seeds is a lot it's a lot and it doesn't need pollinators to reproduce i guess Uh, that's why it's called jimson weed yes yes there's a better there's an actual term for like when you don't need a pollinator but I'm yeah. not a plant person. Yeah, you're not a plant person. <laughs> um, so anyway, also its seeds can its seeds can actually sit viable under the soil for several decades. So wow. as long as they're undisturbed, they're fine. Once they're disturbed, <laughs> that's like their time to grow. They're like, that's okay. their time to shine. Yeah, yeah, someone, yeah. someone, someone wants us up. to We're come to the top. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All parts of the plant are toxic, most particularly the seeds. <laughs> The plant contains potent tropane alkaloids, all of which are classified as anti anticholinergics, which mm-hmm. is where I kind of reached out to you and we're going to talk yeah. about what it means to be an anticholinergic. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm butchering that word, but that is how I'm going to Anticholinergic, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So anticholinergic means that they block the action of the neurotransmitter acetylcholine. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of poisons do that. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Plenty. But as a review... Acetylcholine is the neurotransmitter responsible for a lot of muscle movements. In this particular case, the primary anticholinergic alkaloids that are found in Jimson weed actually impact the acetylcholine transmitters that are part of your parasympathetic nervous system. So um, your rest and digest system. So like smooth muscle, if your bowels need to just like do their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimson weed, if ingested, can like slow process yeah sort of situation but i there's like weird contradictions that can happen in the body with jimson weed so even though it impacts your parasympathetic nervous system it can also like elevate your heart rate which Mm -hmm. which to me i'm like i think i just don't know enough about the circulatory system yeah Yeah, because it makes sense for it makes sense to me for it to prevent the muscle movements of urination right or the muscle movements of your digestive system because it's blocking those acetylcholine neurotransmitters but why does it make you have an elevated heart rate so that was the question that we can address but real quick the primary alkaloids are atropine hyoscyamine 
mm-hmm. and scopolamine, mm-hmm. which is scopolamine is largely responsible for the psychoactive effects that ingesting Jimson weed can have. Scopolamine is actually a drug. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna talk about it? Uh, like very, very minorly. Yeah, minorly. All of them are drugs that are used in medicine. So that's the interesting thing about Jimson weed is that it's been used for medical reasons, both like traditional medicine and modern contemporary mm-hmm. medical uses. And atropine, hyoscyamine, and scopolamine are drugs that are separated out. They can be synthetic or found organically in plants, such as the nightshade family plants. Yep. And they're all anticholinergics, which and are used for different things despite all having similar properties. Exactly. So you can probably give a little bit more on the pharmacology there. Mm-hmm. So I did touch on this briefly, but ingesting Jimson weed can give hallucinatory effects. So what was fun in my research was there was like a wealth of medical articles from the 90s uh-huh. where I guess there was a huge boom of recreationally smoking or ingesting jimson weed especially in virginia because it's very prolific in virginia there's a lot of articles if you just look it up jimson weed recreational drug use there's even a whole from 2019 there's actually a whole dea deviation article Uh about it and they're just like keep an eye on this like that's interesting and this is actually how it was is used in a lot of countries in a traditional traditional medicine way but it's like you you wrap the leaf and then you burn it and you inhale the smoke. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how before, you know, more advanced asthma medications came along, people would inhale Jimson weed smoke mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it would alleviate asthma symptoms. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting because this, you don't watch Outlander, I don't think. I do not. Outlander, <laughs> if you're into like natural medicines and how people figured out medicines mm-hmm. back in the day, that's a really good show to watch because she is a modern day doctor but right. she gets thrown back right so like way back <laughs> so she kind of has to use her natural knowledge of plants and things like that right. to heal people in that time anyways there's someone who she's traveling with mm-hmm. who i mean obviously they don't know it's asthma at that time but right. she understands it's asthma like right. he cannot breathe actually right. i think he has like copd so she grabs some jimson weed and it's very counterintuitive everyone yeah. was like you witch you know like well that's why are you making him smoke you know like why are you making him smoke and he has like lung issues yeah yeah and she was like trust me like and he immediately was able to like breathe easier and better yeah yeah Yeah, it's very interesting it's cool and then i love that you touched on witch because there's some elements of (laughs) that too there yeah so we'll talk about the witch stuff in a moment because there was a fun fun bit that like i just want to do more research on that later going back to the primary alkaloids there's atropine hyoscyamine and scopolamine and Again, they're all they all have the same function but are used differently. Mm-hmm. But hyoscyamine when it's introduced to the body, it can depress your heart rate, it can prevent eye twitching. It's the same it's like all involuntary muscle movement. Since all these alkaloids impact the parasympathetic nervous system, in medicine you'll see examples of it anticholinergics being used for like let's say you're doing an eye surgery or something Mm -hmm. they might give you an anticholinergic specifically hyoscyamine or atropine you know whichever cocaine yeah cocaine (laughs) cocaine is a is a tropane alkaloid and that's what anticholinergics are part of tropane alkaloids anyway but it will actually stop your eye muscles from twitching Mm -hmm. and will dilate the pupil as well so that's that's one example of how you would use an anticholinergic in surgery another way 
these alkaloids are used is in to alleviate Parkinson's symptoms. So random muscle movement that might be put in medication for people with Parkinson's disease, and that can help calm or prevent those acetylcholine, mm-hmm. you know, how the uh, receptors or neurotransmitters. Yep. Yeah. Jimson weed. Let's talk about its LD50. I should have started there. Is 15 to 200 grams. Grams. 15 to huh, 200 really? grams. That's not what I was expecting. Of leaf. Of leaf. <laughs> of leaf. <laughs> of leaf. Or 15 to 25 grams of seeds. But I wanted to emphasize uh-huh. grams because we usually work with milligrams when it comes to poisons. As a, I would say that's the most common measurement. Mm-hmm. But when it was like 15 to 200 grams of the leaf, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I Google image search how much that is. <laughs> in marijuana oh oh, that's what i use like that's that's my visual when it comes to leafy plants and stuff and they're saying it's this amount in grams i'll always google image search Hmm. bags of weed okay that's because i'm like that's something that i'm like can understand so on the high side 200 grams of leaves is a lot that is like multiple big bags multiple gallon bags yeah of a leaf. my god like who's eating that much <laughs> there's no way there's no way on the conservative side 15 grams is still like <clears throat> what about do it, do it with me go look up 15 grams of weed it's still a significant <laughs> bag <laughs> like that's a lot it that's is a lot, lot. So, so the sinner is lying <laughs> yeah okay it's lying so we're gonna go go to that and debunk that in a little bit now 15 to 25 grams of seeds is also a lot but seeds are much more compact mm-hmm. and so like i can see that like as a smaller amount and more plausible as a poisoning tactic sure but yeah if you were gonna poison someone with the strictly the jimson weed leaves man you'd have to like cut a lot of leaves just like bring that like that is the worst way to try to like knock someone off like it's the least inconspicuous way exactly you're coming in with like three santa bags exactly like a whole garbage bag behind you yeah here's what's fascinating though so you know going back to the alkaloids in general i know i'll I'll be sleeping going back to the actual alkaloids that are responsible for what can be the harmful effects in jimson weed atropine's ld50 is a lot less wiggle room so this is where i kind of also wanted to ask you a question so while we know that if you took jimson weed leaves it's 15 to 200 grams Mm. with atropine the ld50 is sorry i had it while you're looking for that can i share a fun fact yeah please (laughs) So atropine is also called belladonna. I think people have heard it from that, heard it by that name. So back in the day, I don't remember exactly when, I want to say like medieval times or maybe like 18th century, something around, somewhere around there. But women would take belladonna or atropine Mm -hmm. uh, because it would dilate their eyes and that was meant to make them look more beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it also kind of made your cheeks a little more rosy. Maybe something about more blood flow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I did Don't see that in my I did see that in my research and yeah. I was like, damn, like the things we the do ladies, for beauty. The ladies. Um so anyway, the L D fifty for atropine is four hundred and fifty three milligrams per person. Mm. So I'm bad with measurements. I mean clearly I'm using <clears throat> bags of weed to measure visually. <laughs> so now with the atropine itself, we're into milligrams. So I'm like, how does four hundred fifty milli- four hundred fifty three milligrams compare to like what's inside a leaf? And that's where I did not do my research mm-hmm. is like how much yeah, it's actually of this yeah, how extract. much of this compound is actually within the each leaf or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that is all to say 
I maintain that in terms of the sinner and someone getting poisoned in their tea mm-hmm. with Jimson weed, I'm like, it's not, it's not realistic. It's not. It's yeah. not. I mean, if you need that much just to ha- induce some kind of negative effect, right. having several leaves in your teas, it's just it's not, not going to cut it. And yeah, you wouldn't immediately seizure or no. hallucinate from that. Yeah. Which brings me, yeah, which brings me to my next debunking <clears throat> point is that it can take up to 30 to 60 minutes for any symptoms to occur. And even in that case, you're just symptomatic. You're not dying per se. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So like as two grown adults, one one would be like 130 pounds estimated and the guy was probably like 175 to 180 pounds. I'm like, they would have had the ability to call 911 or even probably sure. operate a vehicle on some level. Sure. And also, this is not a spoiler. Like, this is just episode one. But the person who poisons them is a straight up child. He's what? like 13 years old. Oh, I, I think I did watch like maybe half yeah, of yeah, episode yeah. one. And yeah, so I'm kid. like, there's no way this child went out to the bushes by the motel, picked over 15 grams of leaves or seeds and put them in a napkin because that's like a weird detail oh my God. They, they say that like he was like oh i saw him with a napkin by the tea station and this is a motel with a breakfast that's like a very basic breakfast bar so the teacups actually he uses actual mugs i don't know where the hell he got those mugs but like they're just a small mug so imagine just standing at the breakfast bar with an a massive amount of leaves and you're shoving it into a mug <laughs> It's not realistic. It's not realistic whatsoever. No, no, no. no. So that's me debunking this. <laughs> we should center. we should be called on as like expert. I agree. Consultants. There's there's a large part of me that <clears throat> just enjoys, like I said at the beginning, if there's a TV or movie that has a poison element, I immediately want to be like, this is right, this is wrong. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Shout outs to these are the two movies that came to mind when I thought about this. Shout outs to Phantom Thread. With Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. There is a weirdly subtle poison element to that. Mm. And it's actually quite realistic. He does not die at all. Like, he just is sick for a little bit. Okay. So, like, shout out to that one. Yeah. And then the other one is Power of the Dog. Also, Mm. a weirdly, you know, there's a little bit of a poison element (laughs) that is there. Don't want to spoil it, but that's, like, a big part of it, actually. And while the timing does feel a little bit rushed, he doesn't you know die overnight okay you know it it, clearly gets sick and then clearly goes and power of the dog and phantom thread took place in like (laughs) and so was the james bond one like oh horrible that was horrible yeah we never we never talked about that that was a shame (laughs) it was a shame i had high hopes yeah that's the they got the budget for some consultation they totally did so anyway we digress we digress digress okay back to jimson weed Okay, side effects of ingesting Jimson weed. So for all you hooligan teenagers out there who do want to hallucinate on Jimson weed, which I highly don't recommend. (laughs) Dua Lipa. (laughs) Don't do it. Here are the side effects. It's tachycardia, which is elevated or irregular heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Dry mouth, dilated pupils, blurred vision, hallucinations. All the um, anticholinergics that have been listed are actually delirium drugs. So they all cause you to hallucinate, even though sopolamine is the most psychoactive Mm -hmm. of them. You can get confused. You can become combative and have difficulty urinating because, again, it affects your muscle movements in your parasympathetic nervous system. So it's going to cause your pee to just stay inside. Your muscles aren't going to be like, let's go pee. You're just going to get a kidney infection (laughs) um that's if it's like 
realistically, like if, if you were a teenager just trying to get high on Jimson weed for the first time, those are the side effects you'd probably experience realistically. Okay. If you get severe toxicity, so you went hard and you gathered 200 grams of leaves. <laughs> Commitment. <laughs> I know. That can be associated with coma and seizures. Death is rare. Like immediately it was like mm. coma seizures, although death is rare. Mm. So um, treatment consists of activated charcoal and gastric lavage, esmolol. Mm -hmm. or other beta blockers may be indicated to reduce severe sinus tachycardia, seizures, severe hypertension, severe hallucinations, Mm -hmm. and life-threatening arrhythmias are indicators for the use of the anticholinesterase inhibitor, Mm -hmm. physostigmine. Physostigmine, yeah. Tell me more about that. That's the antidote to atropine, basically. And it's also an antidote to a lot of anticholinergic poisons mm, that mm. we talked about in the okay. past so yeah, yeah. isostigmine is a it's a good one yeah it's a good one to know so real i know i've been saying i have questions so my question was again looking into <clears throat> atropine how can it halt or slow your rest and digest processes but cause your heart rate to go up like why is there that contradiction do you know so with like so cholinergic we talked about it mm-hmm. a little bit or megan talked about it it basically has different effects on different parts of your body. Mm. For the most part, it's affecting just like yeah, your sure. muscles in general. Yeah, yeah. And part of that, most of the smooth muscle action is with your parasympathetic system, mm. which is involved in your breathing, things that you don't really normally have to like think about. So mm. a lot of that is your rest and digest. So all of your gut movement, your bowel movement, your urinary tract movement, things like that. Mm. For your eyes, it will constrict normally, which is mm. why atropine will dilate things. Right, so right. certain things it will dilate. So for your lungs, it will it will constrict. Mm. It will constrict, which is why if you take atropine, it will relax, relax it. your lungs. Uh, so certain okay. things it will relax. It will have like almost like it's not going to follow the same activity right. down the line of your body, right. if that makes sense. Because the transmitters mm. are different for certain types of muscles. I mean, Correct. like the acetylcholine acts differently for different types of muscles. Yeah. Okay. So if you think of cholinergic, you want to think of like as Megan said, rest and digest, parasympathetic is on full force. So you want to think fight or flight. So uh, if you are just resting, then you don't need the full use of your lungs, for example. You don't need the full Mm -hmm. use of your eyes. Like the reason why you're dilated on atropine, so the opposite of rest and digest, the reason why you're dilated is because you want to be able to see everything Mm -hmm. around you. But if you're resting, your pupils are going to constrict. You're going to conserve your energy. Your lungs Mm -hmm. are going to constrict. You're going to conserve your breathing. You don't Mm -hmm. need the full capacity of your lungs, for example. So same thing for your heart rate. Like your heart rate is going to slow down because Mm -hmm. you don't need to be Mm -hmm. up and amped Mm -hmm. and utilizing or expending more energy than you need to, Mm -hmm. which is why atropine will elevate your heart rate. Yeah, it will elevate your heart rate. Because you actually need to pump that blood. You want to pump the blood. And that's why you're given beta blockers if you overdose on an anticholinergic any anticholinergic but in this mm-hmm. snare atropine if you overdose on atropine they'll give you a beta blocker because that's going to really slow down your heart rate yeah yeah this is such an aside my apologies to jimson weed i do want to do justice but whenever i hear beta blockers i think of chloe kardashian because that was like a she, she said thing. that she's on it what yeah. are your thoughts on beta blockers just in as a use like that honestly it's it's very benign okay. to be to use it so beta blockers are primarily used for hypertension so if you have high blood pressure mm. but fun fact i guess mm. um what she was referring to chloe kardashian does not have hypertension at least i, I that i know of mm. In her context of what she was talking about it, she takes propranolol, which is FDA approved for 
anxiety, but specifically like performance anxiety. Mm. So if you get nervous up on stage, it can relax your heart rate and just mm-hmm. make you a little more calm if you have the jitters. Okay. So that's what she takes it for. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Because I've always been curious. I'm like, I don't know what a beta blocker means. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. It's like a whole Thank thing. You. We touched on scopolamine. This one was interesting to me. It is used to treat, treat post-operative nausea and vomiting and motion sickness. Sure does. As a research tool, it is often administered to actually induce cognitive dysfunction and is a good way to study dementia. Mm-hmm. That's what they use it for. So that was really fascinating to me. At higher doses, it can also produce amnesia and incompliance. But is there anything more you could tell me about like why specifically scopolamine with vomiting and motion sickness? Yeah, yeah. So for scopolamine, the way that it comes in is actually like a patch. Like you can put it like a patch mm, behind your okay. ears how yeah. uh, it's primarily used. And that one's like pretty strong. Yeah. Why does it work like an anti-nausea is because it it has the most ability to go past your blood-brain barrier and uh, enter the CNS. Okay. And mm-hmm. there's like a little part of your brainstem. I think it's like either like at the very base or at the end. But that's where your vomiting center is. Mm, mm -hmm. So it's in your CNS. So the ability for the scopolamine to enter there, it has an effect on your vomiting center. So it's able to suppress it. Interesting. The other ones don't. So the... The thing with anticholinergics, like anticholinergics are used for ver- various things, yeah, yeah. as we now know for yeah. in medicine, because it's known as a dirty drug. Right. Because right. it has so many effects. It like, right. has so many off-target effects, and they yeah. all do so many different things. Right. Which is like great if you want to have like a variety, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's not great because you have a lot of off-target side right, effects. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's what I took away just from learning about Jimson weed. And I told Harini this prior to us recording. I was like, you know, Jimson weed's one thing because it carries all these anticholinergics. But I'm like, you could do an episode on each of these yeah. alkaloids on their own. Totally. Because it is like a crapshoot. Yes, they have highly beneficial medical effects, <clears throat> but they clearly have really bad It's a kitchen sink. Too. Yeah. Totally. With that said, do you think that the scopolamine, because I like to think about how these how did this plant evolve to have all these alkaloids obviously for protective purposes and all that when i think about scopolamine mixed with hyoscyamine and atropine because scopolamine is prevents nausea mm-hmm. like if that's the its key mm-hmm. feature whereas atropine and hyoscyamine could cause <clears throat> nausea part of me wonders like is this similar to how like cbd and thc interact like cbd it mm-hmm. is theorized in weed is there to help calm any of the psychoactive effects that thc may have scopolamine i'm it just makes me wonder i'm like maybe Mm -hmm. that's like the plant's evolutionary way of being like we have these other two anticholinergics but let's bring in scopolamine to offset it just a little bit i don't know i don't know i mean that's a great question too that i think we talk about a lot on the pod is like why why does something evolve to be that way yeah Yeah. and i almost wonder like i don't know if this is correct Mm. at all i am not a plant biologist by any means neither Uh, neither of us (laughs) yeah so the way that i think about it's almost like because it does have so many effects and compounds and alkaloids like it takes time to develop that and refine that to a point where it can actually work and that to work in a human body not that we're like the ultimate species or whatever but it is interesting that it can have such an effect but i I, it definitely has something to do with okay like people keep picking us and it's not Mm, working mm -hmm. so let's add this let's add this let's add this or maybe maybe there's like that balance of compounds because it does need some sort of 
thing or entity to survive mm-hmm. when it's mm-hmm. ingesting it in order to like disperse the seeds possibly true like it doesn't need a pollinator but true, it true, might true. need something to like eat the seeds and then poop it out yeah <laughs> poop it out somewhere later you yeah know? yeah totally so. i was just gonna say like kind of similar to the cbd episode that we mm-hmm. did it could be also a case where humans and these plants are evolving together right which exactly. is, I love thinking yeah. about that. I think it's so cool. And I think that's very, very likely because Jimson weed has a longstanding history of being used in tra- traditional mm-hmm. medicines mm-hmm. all across the globe. Jimson weed can grow, it, it's a weed. It can grow in any temporal, temperate climate. So it's pretty global. Ethiopia has a history of it. Peru, China, lots of parts wow. of Southeast Asia, Germany, Central yeah. America, like Mexico and Honduras and South American countries. I know I just said two Central American (laughs) countries, but like I didn't want to generalize per se. Yeah. Anyway, parts of North America, indigenous tribes in North America Mm -hmm. use it in traditional medicine. Haiti, so islands, island communities Mm -hmm. use it. And the list goes on. Here's some fun stuff to wrap it up. Because we already we already hinted at the antidote, you know, so like less severe toxicity. It's gonna be some charcoal and some like washing out your stomach. Most severe toxicity is the physostigmine. Yeah, physostigmine. So some things that I thought about when learning about Jimson weed. One, if you're watching or are up to date with the most recent season of Better Call Saul, I know Mm. you're not. It is potentially on your list. I don't know. Yeah, potentially. Um, There is a scene in the most recent season where they actually like topically drug a dude just to like mess with him and it's really devastating i don't want to spoil anything but one of the symptoms that he has is flushing dilation of the pupils they Mm. wanted they wanted to basically make it seem like he was doing drugs like cocaine they they built the stories that to make this character seem like he had a cocaine problem what it was not the case at all so they like secretly put like this liquid on his hands Mm -hmm. and it caused his eyes to dilate and then he was flushing and panicked and his you know um heartbeat was irregular and he also became like slightly paranoid and part of me is like maybe they gave him some sort of anticholinergic yeah like atropine or something so that was a question i even went on reddit to see if that was true and other people thought the same thing but it's you know not 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 officialized yeah so there are theories there and then another fun story so i don't know if i gave you the other names of jimson weed earlier but its other aliases are devil snare devil's trumpet devil snare devil snare that cool i love the word snare something yeah. about snare thorn apple stinkwort stinkweed <laughs> because parts of the plant do smell stinky apparently oh, it smells okay. like stinky feet also because i'm just jumping around on facts here but jimson weed thrives in like garbage environments Uh-oh. it is a weed to the weed <laughs> weeds core like it will grow in dirty dirty environments like gross soil and stuff interesting anyway so it's also called stinkwort stinkweed but there's a colloquial (laughs) name for it in virginia here we go back to virginia and it's it's called jamestown weed Mm. and there's actually a like a local legend maybe it is fact not sure but it's very popular story that um when British soldiers were sent to Jamestown to suppress Bacon's Rebellion in 1676, Mm. they actually ingested Jimson weed in a stew and spent 11 days hallucinating. Oh my God, how (laughs) cool. I know, I want to say how cool, but but that's like a a little local tale in Virginia about Jimson weed, also known as Jamestown weed there. And it, again, brings me back to the center. I'm like, these fools were in 1676. 
and lived. They only hallucinated for 11 days. They did not die That's a long time, That's though. a long time. I mean, I don't even think, like, if you were to take it now that you would hallucinate for that long or right. that much. I Now that brings to mind, I wonder if mm. back then, maybe mm. the plant was stronger. Maybe. Or I'm thinking... It so says ingested the weed in a stew. I'm thinking yeah. maybe they had a stew that was just going for their nourishment for like several days. And just like, and they're just every once like every day they had their one bowl of stew. And yeah, like, it just accumulated. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's actually more detail to this story, and I I wanted to share it. This is taken from. The History and Present State of Virginia, Book Two, of the natural product and convenience in its unimproved state before the English went thither. That is the whole title by Robert Beverly Jr. And he wrote about this instance of these British soldiers okay. hallucinating for 11 days. Um, Plot twist. He's the guy that... <laughs> he's just like giving it to them. them. Yeah. And he's like, uh, what? He's watching just watching. I know. He's just watching in the, the, the shadows of the trees yeah. like, from a distance. They turned natural fools upon it for several days. One would blow up a feather in the air. Another would dart straws at it with much fury. And another, stark naked, was sitting up in a corner like a monkey, grinning and making mouths at them. Actually, oh, I read that wrong. The word is mouths, but in like little parentheses, mouths means grimaces. So not like that. Okay. Meow. <laughs> I like meows. I know. I'm like, I want to see them meow. Yeah. Um, in this frantic condition, they were confined, lest they should, in their folly, destroy themselves. Though it was observed that all their actions were full of innocence and good nature. Indeed, they were not very cleanly cleanly mm. for they would have wallowed in their own excrements oh god <laughs> if they had not been prevented oh okay so they were so hallucinatory that they technically would have rolled around in their own like excrement yeah um but someone was telling them not to i don't I know help this guy them. yeah i know it's him just a, yeah they're lab rats to him um a thousand such simple tricks they played and after 11 <clears> days <throat> returned themselves again not remembering anything that had passed huh. and i think that's the scopolamine Right? Because what? scopolamine with enough of it can oh, cause amnesia, like amnesia? and cognitive oh, dysfunction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is memory loss if you ingest enough of gypsum yeah. weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Which is actually, that brings to mind uh, acetylcholine, like different derivatives of that, mm-hmm. is being used for Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, really interesting. Okay, and then the last thing is about the witches, which um, I encourage you, all my witchy folks, especially Harini, to look this up later. <laughs> but. Um, Jimson weed and a lot of other forms of nightshade that have these anticholinergics in them was used in what's called flying oil. And what? yeah, flying oil, this is a term. And flying oil, it's not just purely Jimson weed. It was a mix of a bunch of things used in many different, again, many different traditions in the research. They're called witches. But I'm like, maybe that was just the term that Northern Europe was using at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like in the history or again, a lot of the history was written by dudes mm. <laughs> based on what I read. It was mm-hmm. all male clergymen talking about it and researching <laughs> Perfect. it. Perfect. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I don't know about that. In their observations, <clears throat> these women would take this very anticholinergic heavy oil Mm. and they would rub it on themselves and the kind of mythology or the legend there is that they would go into hallucinatory states and believe that they journeyed somewhere and so there's stories of one woman was found in a barn 
he's naked just lying it with the with with the piggies huh. and the guy who found her asked her like well first he accused her of being a witch but then was like wait before i tell on you <laughs> like what happened and she, oh he's curious yeah, he's he curious. wants to oh, know yeah, now okay okay <laughs> and and she said something like you know i i gave myself this concoction and i i flew somewhere i journeyed somewhere but i can't remember what happened or how so i got dope. here and so you'll see repeating stories of that and that could just be the mythology of the time the mm-hmm. era that's just something that is maybe who knows maybe these women said something entirely different but sure. whoever is retelling the story they're like oh they believe that they journeyed yeah. to a far off place and yeah. um <clears throat> and usually the journeys would go to a like known religious monument at the time or something oh, like that oh so they had like shared hallucinations yeah, yeah, yeah. like not sh- uh, some did some like they would have similar stories to yeah, share yeah. like i went to this whole particular holy site huh. And like other other women would say that too. Sort of. I thing. do want to do more info. Yeah, it's really just on this. type in flying oil on Wikipedia, okay. and it's like really fun. And the wow. the images, the the Renaissance artwork, or whatever area era the artwork is from, mm-hmm. is really fun to look at. Oh my gosh! Um, here's something that was kind of like tickled me a little bit. Yeah, there's some theory that the term "flying on broomsticks" actually comes from flying oil. And Mm -hmm. there's a theory that that terminology actually came from women because there's like, this is not PG, but there's like a sexual element to the flying oil too Mm -hmm. because of how it interacts with your muscles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's observations of these women would put it, you know, down below Mm -hmm. and it would give like a soothing kind of like relaxing um, euphoric effect Mm -hmm. in the nether regions. Mm. And they believe that that's where the term flying on broomsticks came from because they would put it down there and they would go on like this kind of like euphoric, slightly sexual yeah. journey yeah. in their mind. And that's how the huh. term broom, like flying on a broomstick developed. Like the imagery, the imagery of that developed. It wasn't gotcha. actually like women on broomsticks. It was yeah. them taking the flying oil, you know, giving themselves a little good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they would go on a hallucinatory journey. Wow, that's so yeah. interesting so to me. So that's like a um an etymology yeah. trivia, potentially. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a theory. So I thought you would Very enjoy that. Cool. Yeah. I did enjoy that. Yeah. I was when you first said flying oil mm-hmm. flying oil, I got so excited because I was literally picturing like them with like a little oil can and yeah. like putting it into their broomstick and then flying yeah. off. <laughs> like no, fuel they're not diesel. putting it in broomsticks they're putting it somewhere else but yeah, yeah. another form yes. of fuel <laughs> yeah yeah so that's a thing flying oil very um, cool yeah very cool. really really interesting love it so we could do like a halloween episode about that that's, at some point oh megan yeah. that's yeah. all you cool cool that's all i have about jimson weed cool plant overall super cool i looking at it i don't know if i've ever actually seen it in person again despite the fact that it does grow in california oh. yeah I think I think after I knew what it looked like, I feel like I you did saw see it, it like out often. in the wild yeah. or in Northern California. I don't know. I think it does grow in SoCal. Though. It does grow down here, but <clears throat> it's more prolific up, up in, in the Bay, Northern area. Yeah, yeah. I think I have seen it in, in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. So, it's beautiful. Yeah, don't right. eat it. <laughs> don't do it. Even if, if it's you not didn't do anything, yeah, yeah. don't eat it. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That is the moral of the story here. As like, I know we said a lot of things in terms of like, you know, you won't die. Most likely, most likely, <laughs> there is a chance of death, but it's very rare. Yeah, and don't make your own flying oil either. <laughs> 
because you can get a rash too. I forgot. So that's the oh, last thing. Okay. You can get rashes down there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, in general. Or in general. You can, you can, like, yeah. So that's it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That was, you took me on a journey. I know. I went all over the place. No, it was great. I love that. That was so fun. Oh, thanks, Megan. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed that, guys. Yeah. I, did, no, I know I did. Yeah. Shall we do antidotes? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. My, <laughs> my antidote is. I think my intro is in the camera. Like, I'm yeah. excited. So we got a camera, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our first time filming with the camera. So mm-hmm. we can, like, elevate our image for you guys and just have fun with it. I guess also, a side note, I'm excited for my Europe trip. Like, we yes, started to plan it. Yes, and I'm like, yes. we also extended our trip by another five days. So amazing. I'm like, hell That's yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Just going to have a good time and just enjoy ourselves. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's great. I'm excited for you, too. I'm happy that we all get to have, like, the summers that we've been wanting. Summer we've dreamed yeah, yeah. of. Yeah. So, especially for you, because that is, like, your honeymoon makeup. Mm-hmm. So, that's huge. So, I'm honeymoon, very, yeah. congratulations. Glad it worked out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My antidote is I'm excited for the long weekend. It is July yeah. 4th weekend. You know, I'll never complain about having <laughs> three off. or four days off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Okay, Megan, you want to take us on out? Yeah. Don't risk it for that devil snares biscuit. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Go. Devil snare. I thought of devil snare because of Harry Potter. Oh, do they, they use it in they Harry call Potter? It, there's, it's in devil snare. It's like this massive plant that will choke you out. Oh, well, that sounds a lot more intense. <laughs> that's actually like deadlier. <laughs> that's, that sounds bad. That's what, That one's bad. <laughs> All right. That's dope. All, All right, right, guys. Peace. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.